Well, Brent is gay, and Caitlin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Extra Issue, a review of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I'm Caitlin. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm... Yes, we saw the movie this week, so now we're recapping it, reviewing it, and reusing it. Um, we've got a lot of good conversation, but in case you've been living under a rock or you haven't seen this movie yet, stop the fucking tape, go see the movie, and then listen to this podcast. And where'd you get us on tape as well? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I put out out lo-fi HVS. Have you been living under a rock or increasingly getting smaller and descending into the quantum realm? (laughs) Uh, but, you know, just to remind you of what happened, uh, kickstarting phase five, Quantum Media puts the Van Dyne and Lang families through the ringer, teleporting them to the quantum realm and teaming up with the rebellion to stop A or the Kang the Conqueror from escaping. Uh, ahead of breaking this movie apart, give me one thing you liked and one thing you didn't. Kalen. Uh, one thing I liked, um, Jonathan Majors as Kang, very captivating, very excited for him to be the big bad for this and ne- the next phase of the MCU. The thing I hated was this didn't feel like a movie, but rather an extended commercial for a better movie that's coming down the road. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I said didn't mm-hmm. like, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I went a step forward. Yeah. One, one thing that I truly hated and will never forgive the movie for. Uh so the one thing I liked, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer this is Brent. was just chewing things up. She was like a real housewife of the quantum realm. She was, she was creating problems that she didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, Messy bitch who lives for I loved it. Uh, the thing I hated was, the one thing I disliked was that the quantum realm, in my mind, should have been, like I thought in Ant-Man and the Wasp, we saw the, a first look at the quantum realm, and it's much more stochastic and kind of random. And in this case, it just felt like a generic Star Wars, Star yeah. Wars yeah. planet. Yeah. It didn't have as much of the chaos that I thought would have been really fun to explore you know, with quantum physics. Right. They, I think they started going down that road, and then they pulled back. Yeah, because yeah. it's obviously a lot of work to render. Yeah. Um, what, one thing I liked were the side characters, and then one thing that I hated were the side characters. <laughs> well. So we'll get more into that. Yeah, but yeah it was it's a ri- <laughs> oh It was tough. Gosh. It was I liked the fact that um, Janet fucks. Yeah, oh, she fucks. <laughs> oh, she fucks. Bill Murray. I, w- I wish we they'd actually given us a her and Kang had done stuff in the past to things. Yeah, they. I that's like the one time I would have respected a like rain downpour and then just having sex because they're like yeah. we're fixing this ship and rain in the quantum realm. Yeah, no. yeah they quantum to, rain. They, they seem are, to be just yeah. in dark. They seem to be in just dark Tatooine for a while <laughs> yeah. with like no sort of housing or food or anything. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna fuck. There's the quantum they're rain and then they're inside trying to. I fix mean, they're the, both extremely hot. People. Fix the ship and. Yeah. And they both reach for the wrench at the yes, same time. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. And they look at each other. And then she sees him murdering a yes. bunch of people. And, and then she gets even more turned on. Yes, he, go, he starts quantum tunneling her. Will work this yeah. time. <laughs> She's like, um, I what know. I didn't like, and Jonathan Majors was amazing as Kang. He was not amazing as um, Immortus. Uh, that voice was straight up like yellow claw, racist, 1930s. 
yellow face character. It was like gravel nonsense when he walked through it in like the darkness. I was like, this sounds racist as fuck. <laughs> the visuals <laughs> like didn't it was help. gross. It I, was, did, yeah. it was, uh, I didn't. I didn't like it either. Well, we'll come back to the uh, Council of Kangs, um, but let's start at the beginning. Wait, what about you? Oh, well, thanks for asking. Thank you so much. I don't actually care. Let's uh, move on. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I do. What did I like about it? I think Kang is a great introduction. Jonathan Majors is a fantastic actor. I'm glad he's like exploding across the scene. And I think he carried this fucking movie in the sense that it was the only really interesting storyline part of the movie and what we were really there for. Yeah. And then what didn't work is I it did. I don't know how many rewrites or if it had rewrites, but the movie just felt very stapled together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that I hated the most is that the, and we'll talk more obviously more about this, but it's like the char- what started, even though I didn't like the first act, because I'm like, who gives a shit about where they're where they are in the world? Let's get into the quantum realm. None of them learned anything from this fucking movie. And there was no the character journey. Yeah. Except for Modoc. Right. Modoc exactly. only had a character journey. Exactly. Um, well, let's start at the beginning. Prior to the Quantum Realm visit, Act One serves as a grounding point for all of our characters. Scott Paul Rudd is now a successful sellout. Cassie, played by Catherine Newton, is woke. Hope Evangeline Lilly runs a company as the world's worst wigs. <laughs> Hank, Michael <laughs> Douglas, and Janet Michelle Pfeiffer are being the best grandparents by proxy they can be. And there's just a lot of shit that kind of happens to say this is their normal life. They grow a pizza. They <laughs> talk about real that. pizza game. Yeah. I read that as as um, as Hope runs a company as the world's worst wigs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it really did that, take she's over just her a character. bag of wigs. I mean, it's more talent. Than it's d- Ant Man in the wig, right? <laughs> <laughs> did you notice anything that? Like uh, Hope says throughout the thing, she's no. just kind of there to exist with a bad wig. And I'm flying pretty in. sure they wrote out a lot of her scenes because of all because of her off-screen stuff. Mm. Yeah, they're like that's why she's so minimized in this movie. She's so that, got second billing, but she's barely there. So this movie was going to be longer than, than two hours and five minutes. Maybe all the scenes she it, yeah. was in were the scenes where the plot was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They there was so much. Actually, you know what? You're probably right though, because there's probably. There's probably some scenes of like some sort of communication where they're like, Scott, like this is what you really need to know. And he's like, I believe you. Like, you know, like they had no it's, dialogue between each yeah, other. Yeah, really. they had that embrace. I was like, this does not feel right. <laughs> this yeah. doesn't feel um, right. There's they, no they, chemistry. Siblings, also, right? there was a scene where <laughs> they, she, uh, they consumed the goo as well, but she's like, I'm anti that. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't feel comfortable with Did that. Did you see the tweet of like saying like for somebody who uh, like I can't believe that they made her a scientist considering who the actress is? Oh my yeah. god, I love that. Yeah. So. As a starting point for a character, I thought I was very excited about the relationship Scott and Cassie had mm-hmm. and where Scott is as a hero because yeah. there's a lot of room for that character to go on a journey. In particular, he's a guy who saved the world. He kind of, you know, he's cheesy enough that he kind of has become a sellout. And what does it mean after that to kind of try and do heroic things that he's kind of lost his way and his daughter while perhaps a little bit strident, not as aware of the dangers of the world, has that energy and the spirit that he once had. So yeah. this is a a larger criticism I've had of like Phase Four and Phase now Phase Five for the MCU is you had the blip and then people coming back at two traumatic events within sort of five years in movie time, and none of the movies have properly or the TV shows have properly dealt with this uh, at all. Like to your point, like. You know, of course, someone like Scott would try to monetize this. Of course, Cassie, who like lived without her dad for five years, you know, would have her own journey. And it's like it's almost treated like a joke. And I I think it's such a disservice 
to like what could have been a really interesting plot point for all of these movies and TV shows. You don't love that toss away comment in the car of they don't have homes. They've been blipped. And you're like, OK, cool. That's right. Great. You only trust something. fund kids can have homes. <laughs> yeah, I, was <laughs> I, I think for people that are actually incarcerated or actually have gone to jail or prison, like it's rude the way they portray it, both Scott and Cassie. It's. That it's, I, it's that, so jokey. That whole like, scenario of them so being arrested. It's so fun to get It's performative wokeism. Yeah. yeah I, know. I can't stand her. The cast. I'm, I no, think I didn't like characterization her. for oh. her was good that she got shoved into the quantum realm because if it was just dialogue of her being like, yes. you guys don't get it. I get it. No, no, no. You're like, what is this, what is this dialogue? She crazy. did because, I think to your point. Eat your the, pizza. Right. The application of her worldview, I think, worked a lot better in the quantum realm scenario rather than like, the outside one because it did feel too light of like yeah you're doing the right things and you have the right mindset but it's like are you using the right tools or whatever but like she was inspiring people in the quantum realm rather than like outside your she was inspiring people i didn't get that at all i think like the dialogue tried to tell us that but like, exactly. there was nothing exactly yes, nothing was like it's like we've got to help these people like why oh because they're being uh, oppressed help. by this conqueror where's the oppression she, i don't see any of this at all should have no it was literally talk. just here's a here's a fucking group of people and then just a random people live in the background I yeah yeah okay with that said though i think where the fuck i could have spent i could have spent a little bit more time before we went to the quantum realm i felt like it was so quick that we got thrown in there. well that i was expecting that again like they seemed like they set up a few different threads that they never really came back to so janet and particularly what i was really annoyed by because it's always the oldest screenwriting trick in the book which is like I'll tell you when you're older. And like they've been out there's the battle they've been done with the battle for earth. They've been sitting around making fucking pizzas all day. Mm-hmm. They can't talk Look. about what's going on in the quantum realm. Jenna just sits like in the windowsill like never speaking like a weird widow. Like I never understand like this is such garbage development that like she just never talked about anything. A- 100%. And I think it really is cuz scenes were missing from this movie cuz they have her dialogue where she goes I was seen as a freedom fighter. Some people saw me as a terrorist. We didn't see any of that. It's no. like it's just no. oh, it's so much it's so much telling and not yes. just showing. That's up. a great point. There's so much about her character, I think, that could have been more interesting. Like now, normally she get her robes. Normally the if th- there's like the five minute rule, if people could have a five minute conversation and solve the problem of yeah. the plot, you've got a bad plot. In this case, I thought there could have been a really interesting character choice, which is that she's embarrassed about helping Kang about the things that she did because maybe she wasn't the hero that, you know, part of that world thought she might have been. And so why tell your friends and loved ones, hey, in a whole other lifetime, I disappointed myself, vast numbers of people. I I almost unleashed terror upon the universe. Uh, I think that's a good enough reason to not tell people about it. And then you have some sleazeball like Bill Murray showing up and you're like, yeah, I banged him too. I hit rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish we'd gotten some real backstory for the quantum verse. Like yeah. What, like quantum realm? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, paused, I, I paused because I forgot what the fuck it was. <laughs> like, uh, who the fuck was Jer- Jer- Yeah, who was she? Was she like an exiled princess? Do you mean Jentora? They didn't have... We'll get into Give me any of this. She's like a Princess Leia character, but she's just some nobody that's there. I was going to say, like... staff. I like that. It's a good segue to jumping into the quantum verse, quantum yeah. realm. <laughs> but it was just really quick. Fun. We're going into the quantum realm. Bring our ants. We're getting so small. But I was going to say, you're right that like the movie does seemingly fail. Like the Bechdel test for like new or third party characters, where like all of them simply just talk to 
the ma- the heroes, or if you will, or like the fan service characters, and none of them have any connection or conversation no. with each other or about themselves or what's going on. Do do you pass the Bechdel test if the characters are ant drones? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, once in the quantum realm, the party is split up with the Van Dynes exploring Tatooine, I mean the quantum realm, for answers, and the Langs being found by Ewoks, I mean natives, rebelling against a mysterious ruler, who we come to find out is none other than Kang, played by Jonathan Mazers. Let's go down the Van Dyne's path first. How did you guys love or hate Lord Krylar, Bill Murray's character? How did it work for you? You mean Lando Calrissian? You mean nobody? <laughs> he was just there. Like I thought he'd be something interesting the, or do anything interesting. There was no point to him whatsoever. Uh-uh. There was an entire third act where he got cut out of showing up in like a spaceship flying and go, this one's for you, Janet. <laughs> hey, or he could, you know what? I'll, I'll fix his character. He comes in and he said, I found the ants here or some shit like that. Remember, he's like, we don't even have ants here. Like you, They could have justified his act. I think you bring up a good point though Brent after the movie we were talking and the idea around and I think this is where the movie's themes fall apart because whoever either hands were involved or people are just too stupid to go beyond surface level tension but Lord Carr I think you mentioned was like a really good example of how you like rebel against the system but then fall into it when it benefits you yeah that for someone like Scott he he could have I don't know I understand why they broke them up but splitting up everyone to have two separate journeys was probably a mistake because mm. I think if Scott had interacted with that character, he could have seen the ways in which his own excesses uh, have gone awry, that he's he's benefited too much from his largesse and not not really done anything to like be the hero that he's supposed to be. Right. Uh, and that then as a, another point for Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, not Janet Van Dyne, Michelle Pfeiffer specifically, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that she represents, you know, this part of her history that she doesn't really want to talk about uh, and she'll never explain to you no matter how much you ask or how important it is to save your life. <laughs> yeah, even if it could help you. She won't, she no, won't give you an not, inch. She will, she, her eyes will dart around the room but she won't tell you a goddamn word. What if the only fact she shared before they went into the quantum realm was that she had sex with someone She's in like, the quantum realm? I used to fuck someone a lot. <laughs> Just been, you have to know something, all She's of like, you, including wait, you, Cassie. I banged a lot of people. Before we go into this portal, I've been having sex with Bill Murray for the past 30 years. <laughs> yeah. And also, what did uh, what did Hank say? Oh, yeah, there was this other girl, but why didn't you stay with her? Because, baby, she wasn't you. I was oh. like, what was that dialogue? It's, it was real. You could have taken out the word baby, and it would have been baby. fine. Um, yeah. I, I think it made it better. Um, so th- <laughs> they go into two different camps of one of these like freedom fighters or terrorists on how you view it, um, and then this this uh, cantina. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about the cantina because I'm obsessed with how stupid and it was. It was a rooftop bar. It was. It, well, nothing, we all did yeah. lean over to you in the movie theater and hold your hands because this it was basically just Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. The most eyes like kicked when, in when Michelle Pfeiffer, the actress, went up and, <laughs> and just just did like stupid conversation. I loved it. I love that. Uh, one camp got the goo like they could translate. And the other camp didn't. They did. They got. They, they did. They did. They took shots. At the... just had a drink. It's much easier. Oh, sucking yeah. yeah. on a guy and drinking at. Oh, that disagree. That, disagree. That, yeah. disagree, that little mini, <laughs> many, like, <laughs> many little slob Herman, just like slob <laughs> Herman. <laughs> he just like jizzes in cups, and then everyone drinks it. I would drink it. Drink, uh, uh, I did like go. the little bit of world building of like them taking eating like the little like amuse bouche that's alive. Yes. Yeah, and it's like cute. oh, you've got to do it. It's a little weird, but it's good. But what I was like, that tastes like. Um, I think it's salty. Carrots and very chicken. salty. See, because it was seafood. It was like a squid. Yeah. yeah. 
And with big eyeballs, mm-hmm. I was like, that's what I wouldn't want to eat because it would like break in your mouth. And that'd be oh, yeah, disgusting. they just pop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can't move on to talking about the Langs until we know, you know, talk about the vagina ship hands in the room. The vagina uh, ship hands were in the uh, ship. Oh. <laughs> I thought those were like prolapse anuses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those pigs. Pick your disgusting inside body <laughs> Quick, quick, I'm not hands. here for your fisting shaming, That's okay? True. Put your hands in the pink socks. Uh, Did pi- it make a sound when he was in it? Like, boop. Like, yeah. you know, like, like uh, a plug, plug, sound? Yeah. Like, plug me daddy so when you do that. Right. <laughs> well, like, when they show the, like, the, so the subtitles below, it says squelching sound. Oh, my squelching. God. Squelching. Well, it's the easy gift, too, because Michelle Pfeiffer, the actress, is like, put your hands deeper. You got to go fully into that. Like uh, She's like, give me the whole arm. Get right. Elbow plug. deep. Yeah, get to my shoulder, if you will. No, you got to go deeper. It'll, deeper. It'll maneuver the ship. Then you hear the ship deeper, please. Uh, <laughs> too deep. Uh, deeper. So the on the one hand, those stupid, you know, little slug things, they're they're a weird feature that I think the more of that stuff makes the quantum realm feel more alien and friendly. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a good on, ad. on the other hand, why is that the only piece of technology that's powered by uh, sure, meaty socks. <laughs> so, the, and then we have like the the building that's living as well. A lot of I, weird. Yeah. There was like to your there was world building, but literal just building the world of here are a random building. objects that just building. Yeah. Your buildings aren't alive. I like that little. Are like, yours tidbit. dead? Cute. Yeah, it was. Cute. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. like it's yeah the quirky elements of the movie definitely work, especially as you're getting introduced to the uh, quantum realm. So, I guess going back to what Clark was saying about understanding anything about the quantum realm the one thing that kept nagging me was like all right janet and kang were exiled here or ended up here accidentally how many other people yes. are like time exiles right. or versus how many are like natives. Born so many generations realm. that have been here yeah, that were previously i, I wanted exiled. to see what happened before the empire that right. Kang created like what was there yeah, yeah. yeah. Because all of them, huts. all of them could be people that were stranded there. It like was Gentora, a loose corporation Gentora? of unincorporated territories. Because you kind of look at the different characters, and they don't have a same style aesthetic. It seems oh, like right. a ragtag group Electronic of different mutants. Yeah. And this. Well, yeah. Let's switch over to the rebels with the Lang camp. We get the introduction of the icon Gentora, played Gentora. by Katie O'Brien. We also get the Pixar lamp, James Cutler as Zalem, a mind reading Chidi, William Jackson Harper as Quaz, and an ooey gooey. Fresh and Fruity, Slob Herman, uh, Veb, played by uh, David Dalmatian, who is taking on a new role since he was previously part of Michael Pena's cleaning crew. Um, What did you guys think of all these people? It was very bizarre, and there was some scene that's missing, that Scott and Cassie were captured, and then in the very next scene, Cassie has already drank the 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 drink slob the slob yeah. Jizz. yeah and she's like go for it dad drink yeah. eat eat the thing there yeah there's a scene missing where um they become friendly towards them because it's very like no Captured and then you, yeah at else. least cassie having a conversation with them or something like these that. two families are also the worst fucking communicators on the planet because instead mm-hmm. of just screaming drink the goo you could say it'll help you listen like anything that yeah. would provide maybe some that's in- the moral lesson with this fucking <laughs> they all communicate better. Better. Communicate really better. sit yeah. down and communicate as a interaction i do enjoy the idea like if you think about communicating with alien species in arrival 
it takes them months to get a basic understanding of language and how to talk to each other. And the quantum realm's like, no, fuck that. Feed him the jizz. Give him the jizz. Make him make him understand. It's very Babelfish, like from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which I like, yeah, that's a good shortcut. But I think the running theme of our conversation thus far is like missing scenes. So I'm gonna say hashtag restore the Peyton Reed cuts. (laughs) His original movie. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, I just wish in that same respect that we had gotten the scene where she they inter- explain who the fuck they are. Yeah, I would agree. Like, Jintora basically says, "My great aunt used to be queen of Boodly Bully it's Blue." So because in the comics, she, her she, actual uh, aunt yeah. is. So that actually makes sense. Of like, maybe these were transplants from other places. So there could be like a Hulk connection or something like well, that. Yeah, they needed more the, exposition. The, yeah. yeah, the microverse has a lot of Hulk connection. And that's like, oh yeah, uh, she we, originally we show- and uh, um, what's his face being the uh, telepath? Like that's actually maybe alluding to what telepaths in the marvel universe might look like too when when they're actually like (laughs) i hate that i don't want to see a visual it's but i mean you see it in the comics all the time like psylocke has the butterfly is kind of cool but it might be some sort of uh i did think his character was a fun intro i thought the back and forth conversation of like stop thinking that or stop thinking that i thought was a very like some of the dialogue some of the jokes did land for me that i was like oh this is very fun i like those characters for the most part i wish Mm, except gentora So Jintor is originally from a comic called Son of Hulk, which was oh. instead of um, Scar. Scar has a brother. Is okay. that Son S O N or S U N? Oh, uh, okay. And, and, and she I looks think, she looks very different. Too. Yeah. She, oh wow. She's, she's green. green. She's she's great. Which is why the Hulk fucked his uh, fucked her. Um, oh, aunt. great. Got yeah. And then she died. <laughs> yeah, she and then this one's alive. But anyways, yeah, yeah. It was uh, Son of Hulk is a great comic. It has um all the marionette and Cap- Cap- Commander Ron and um. Bug, who's also oh the micronauts, the micronauts. Bug is fantastic. Bug's great. Every time I see Guardians, and every time I was down here in that hole that we just had to suffer through, (laughs) all I wanted to see was Bug, and I knew he wasn't going to show up. Yeah. So there's a. It is a good point of like this could have been the perfect sequence where Jentora or a bunch of others like gave some sort of exposition or connection to um, what's going on, but like. I was just trying to think of like what would you wanted to actually have happened? Like how would you What would you wanted? How could yeah, you feed <laughs> feed through? What is actually happening? Like build the quantum realm for us. I, I think it okay. needed it to Clark's point, we needed more dialogue or like exposition around oh, it. Oh yeah, but just solve like just you have given the keys. Okay. What are you what's your uh, I would have had a mini series on Disney Plus about the quantum realm leading into this movie. Ooh. That'd be cool, yeah. And then, gen- then they all just die. After yeah, one. sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and like, d- they could have done it like a fake documentary too. Oh like, yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. you yeah. could have. You could actually have done like the like the specials, like the one yeah, episode. Yeah, forty-five minute long Miss Minutes yeah. could have hosted it. I would have loved that. Sure. Like, I, I mean, we did know that obviously Kang was going to be the big bad in this, but it is surprising that there wasn't. Because I'll be honest, until I wrote, was thinking about this conversation today, I didn't realize that, and we'll talk about it. That all those robots are just Modok's replications, which is like fine. That makes sense, but. It would just be great to have known how did that happen and like keeping Kang more in the shadows and just talking about a, like a supreme leader that's done all these things because it's like she was there for 30 years and then she left and then Kang was around and like rose up to power but like there's just no like give us the Star Wars treatment of like here's how like provide some sort of exp- like explanation overall of what happens like what changed the tide of the war or something like that no I, that makes sense to me but i actually like the fact that they showed kang as much as they did yeah. in this versus like keeping him in the shadows mm-hmm. till like the you third act that, yeah. because again jonathan majors is the best part of this movie and the more you show him the more charisma he just oozes um is just great 
I think that to fix some of this, you have a Modoc shaped problem in the middle of your story mm. that he is taking up so much time mm. and space and not really worth the final payoff. Not being good enough for how weird and fucking amazing that character is in the comics. <laughs> that, yeah. that there probably could have been more time if you wanted to talk about like the rebellion or show Kang's particular r- relationship with Jintora that like he does not think about her at all. Wow. He does not care. But for her, this is like critical because he, you know, killed her aunt or whatever more of that interaction could have existed. So Kang is M. Bison and Jentora is Chun-Li and it was a Tuesday? I don't understand half of what you just <laughs> what said. What do you mean it was a Tuesday? <laughs> All of what Never, you said. Everybody it. knows that reference. You guy. I, know, I, I, know have, that, I know the characters. I don't know what I have no concept of where she's just like... Did I have a stroke or did you? No, everyone's favorite Ming-Na Wen as Chun-Li uh-huh. is like, you killed my entire village. You did all this stuff in the Street Fighter movie. Uh, and then Raul Julia just goes, for you, that was one of the most devastating parts of your life. For me, it was a Tuesday. And that was his last uh, role ever. <laughs> He died. And then he died. That was a deep cut. (laughs) Yeah. Someone's going to get it. Uh, Yes, the truth has been revealed. uh, We're a part in the storyline. We discover that as an exile, uh, Janet and, uh, God, you know, your favorite Kang work together to make sure that he get off. And then she realized by touching his shit, he got to get off. Um, and then she realized what a horrible, horrible, because the pl- the ship has a neural network or some shit. That like, was some lazy fucking storytelling. <laughs> oh, it was what 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 was it like psychotechnic it, psych- or something yeah, like psycho-neural that? Yeah, psycho neural, psycho neural thing. I was like, uh, uh, I don't think it's that's a thing. Connected to his I like brain. that. I I like that technology. I don't like that just because you touch it, yeah. you suddenly have everyone. Hey, yeah, that's maybe and one my second bigger... she saw some of the worst stuff too, and we <laughs> didn't see it though. It was just glimpses of him doing stuff. It's like give us scenes of him actually being a conqueror, destroying. We'll get more of that. Though. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess they're gonna build uh, but it. But I actually disagree. I don't think I would want to see scenes. I didn't either because part of the story for Kang in this movie is. Is he the evil one or is he some like middle ground good one? Where does he fall on the Kang Kang spectrum? Like maybe some of the stuff that he was destroying was other Kangs. You're not. I don't think you're supposed to know. It's just that he was destructive and she didn't have time to interpret. That's fair that you maybe don't show us everything, but show us more. It's just again, it's (laughs) so much telling and not enough showing. I agree. What 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 she saw doesn't seem like big enough deal. You had it laser, was just, it was lasers. Just, it was just hands? the world of blueness fighting other world of blueness. You killed you, not just the men, you but just the women, some blue and stuff. the children, <laughs> and the broccoli. <laughs> yeah. I hate them. Yeah, it is actually a, a lot like I know people have compared to the Star Wars as you as you did, Adam. But like, <laughs> it is the problem with A New Hope, even though. Uh, and thank you for coming fully branded, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the problem with A New Hope uh, that like it. it they just tell you how evil the empire is with the one exception of blowing up Alderaan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't, we don't get to see it until <laughs> a little bit. It's plan. a pretty big exception, but it's like later installments like solo. Yeah. And then even uh, Andor were used just to see like how evil the empire is. Like we're not seeing enough of that here. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, so we got introduced to Kang and he's a fucking power boss ass bitch. Um, what did you guys like about his introduction or his uh, threats? I, I don't think like, is ever in my vocabulary for this character in this <laughs> t- in this movie. They Kevin Feige has a hard on for ruining mid tier villains and then killing them off mm. constantly. Like every single character possible. I I just hate it. I hate everything he does with villains. What's the like? Yeah, the encyclopedia. Uh, unless they're like the hugest, biggest ones, like Thanos, and that's yeah. a great point. Yeah, yeah. Batroc, Zilliper. 
Oh, kill him off and make him boring and also Taskmaster. just Taskmaster make him bad. Her. R.I.P. I think with this movie, um, I the early, earlier Marvel movies, the critique was the villains aren't fleshed out. Then we got Thanos and like some later villains that I think were a little, little bit better. Yeah. Um, I think the vi- the villains or the villain, I mean, the main villain Kang, is the only redeeming thing about mm-hmm. this film. So I agree with that. It's, they flipped it in such a way that I'm like. I don't care about the heroes anymore. Like, yeah. Scott was super generic in this. Yeah. Wasp, I don't think she was in it. She was. <laughs> um, they like, wrote, I think they wrote her out and, because and of her Cassie, scenes or Cassie, reviews. they were shoving her down. I, I yeah. think the actress Cassie did well. Terrible. No, 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 no. She's no. fine. I'm with Clark. She's fine. I think the script wasn't right, doing her any. Okay. Right. I vote for Cassie, yes. Oh, Pro three against two. Yeah. Three against two. But right. I count twice, as we know. <laughs> oh, my God. So he cloned himself. Oh, my God. It's multiple, man. Kang... I thought was fantastic. I think Jonathan Majors plays a slightly different version or a different version of the character he played in Loki, yeah. which mm-hmm. is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Yes. And they have shown the potential for an area of weakness of Kang, which is that so much of his ability to fuck shit up is based off of his suit. Yeah, that's true. You know who else has got a nice suit? Uh, Darren Cross, otherwise known as Modok, played by Corey oh Stahl. My, oh my I so I would I would agree with you though that I liked the idea that both of these villains, like they weren't complex motivations by any stretch of the imagination, but they weren't just like I'm gonna kill everybody or I'm gonna get this. That's one literally p- what Modok said. Well, but it's, it said his name. He just wanted to take over, but he was really he learned not to be a dick, like because some girl just says don't, don't be, be a dick. Don't be a like, dick. Like, oh. Please, please. They did what I think Speeches to your to your earlier tough. point too. What I don't like is when they bring a lot of villains back, they tend to lobotomize them. So Darren Cross was like a very like you can't with that big head, intense like extreme person, and all of a sudden they made him like a whipping boy, which is like doesn't feel right given that. What's weird is I actually thought, oh, at first I was like, oh, this is a clever way of bringing Modok in. And then they completely neutered him. Yeah. Because, like, he, you know, I didn't love Darren as the villain in the first movie. He was very generic Iron Man, Iron Man 2 type villain. Yeah. Uh, But it's like, oh, okay, they're tying them back into Ant-Man. Him going after Cassie makes a lot of sense when she goes, yeah, one of my earliest memories is him attacking me in my own bedroom. A bee. Uh, Yeah, a bee came and attacked me. and. For you, that's very triggering, right. Ryan Crow. Yeah. <laughs> Deathly allergic. The, I know. The when the metal mask flipped up on Modok, the oh. entire oh. audience burst into laughter because that CGI was it's rough. I, Why couldn't they like deteriorate I, his face? Go ahead. They, he needed to wear that mask the whole time. I I had to cover this. I had to cover my eyes when it <laughs> came undone. I was uncomfortable. You in made the me theater. cover your eyes. I was yes. Next to you. Thank you it's for just those like hands. Like if I picked up you a television and stretched mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. That like I think that was weird. They didn't even do any digital or like practical effects. They didn't to his do face. anything. That was just they his just real stretched. Patton Oswalt's show had better special effects <laughs> than, <laughs> yeah. than this movie. There are some videos online better where voice. people take mm-hmm. like they like try and show Photoshop skills and they try and take like a human face and then show you how they would extend it to make it look like a realistic looking Mario, say, or yeah. some other character. That's what he looked like, and it was uncomfortable. Just keep his head the same shape and proportion. And give him little legs and arms. There's all those things of like, look how bad the visual effects have gotten. Like they show like old, like the first Doctor yeah. Strange movie and see how great those look. And then we get Modoc 
in a lava lamp. Like, what the fuck is this movie? All of this collectively is just making me so disappointed because it is giving more and more ammunition to people who hate the MCU. I know. Because it is exactly exhibit A of all the stuff that's saying, oh, the special effects are bad. They're turning these out too quickly. True. All it is is setting up the next movie. It's not its own, like, its own The dialogue being absolutely terrible and too jokey. And they've gotten to that place now. It's it's too much. Fought too much. Uh, I think that there are some areas where the CGI should probably be commended yeah i actually thought that a lot of kang's palace for example looked pretty cool i think the stuff in the actual uh smallest part of the quantum realm where (laughs) ant-man starts to enter these probability zones i thought that was great but Mm. when it's so clear that uh that michelle pfeiffer and at all are standing in the middle of a desert green screen Oof. where there's no noticeable features except for mountains far yeah. in the distance. You just wonder like, why, why do that? I, I have a feeling that Kevin is going to get a lot of flack for this from like Disney. And, yeah. and this is why I think he's preemptively saying we need to slow do this, this down this, a little that, bit because yeah. we put out too much stuff. It's like, yeah, you have, but it's also, it's also lazy right now. It just feels very like, Turn it out just to get it out. Well, and he took back over while this snowball was already rolling, right? Like they filmed this back and like started making it like in 2020. So it's not like like him coming back into the or no, he was always been there. Sorry, yeah. I'm thinking about Bob Iger. Yeah, yeah I yeah. agree that they just need to like they just need to clean it up. Like they need to clean up the dialogue. They need to clean up the like the loose ends, and they need to clean up the CD. They just need to clean it up. Do a once over, guys. This one doesn't need to clean. This one needed to like fucking demolish the house, and then. But I think it's also like, yeah, we. I do have to be uh, to your point about like this is ammunition for people, but we also have to reflect on like what kind of forever just came out, and like that you know had its own problems, but like the fact that that was so high quality, given that its fucking star was literally sadly passed away during the course of it, like. That can still show you at least what the height could be, um, but it is disappointing to see this come back. But they can say this is the best movie in Phase Five. <laughs> wow. Well, no. Well, so, so the funniest part is if you see on Instagram and other places how they're advertising it, the only quotes they fucking have for this movie because it's obviously it's the second lowest Rotten Tomato score um, before the Eternals, which I enjoyed the which Eternals. Is stupid, yeah. <laughs> Eternals was good. I, liked. Liked. I know. Which yeah. The fans but but the only quote just goes. From IGN, it's just like Kang has been introduced as a power that's equal or greater than Thanos, and it's like that—that's not about the movie. That's about the story. My 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 friend that works for IGN literally wrote that quote. (laughs) He literally wrote that quote, and he's like, "This isn't a review. This is literally (laughs) what happened." Yeah, that's amazing. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, well, jumping back into the story, with a threat on Cassie's life, Scott must find a way to shrink the pin-particled multiversal MacGuffin. He ends up battling his variants and reuniting with Hope to get the core, only to have Kang green egg, this time capturing Janet. The rest of the family reunites and leads a final rebellion with the citizens of the quantum realm and some hyper-intelligent ants. I... I love those ants. <laughs> Excuse the, me? I, the ant reveal was great. That, that the ants got sucked into the little beacon... And then they went and had their own side story where they were existing for thousands of years. Uh, that's the Disney Plus series. Developing, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. developing their own technology only to come back and just be like buddies with yeah. their god, Hank Pym. And then they come back <laughs> so as wild. bad CGI for that final fight. Oh yeah. They looked awful. Remember that thing that uh, it was going around like Instagram and Twitter for a little bit. And it was like, look at what an ant looks like close up. Like a couple of weeks oh, ago, yeah, it looked like yeah. an absolute, and an absolute nightmare. Was that a promotional thing for this? <laughs> it's Kent Brockman saying, "Our ant overlords are coming." Oh my <laughs> God. Welcome, our ant overlords. Uh, I think that there is a part of this movie that 
was kind of just mean about Ant-Man, which is, yeah, all right, so Hank Pym got really obsessed with making things bigger and smaller, and also he has a weird obsession with ants, yeah. and they kept shitting on him for having the Loving like of ants, ants. and he, he had to keep going around them. screaming, hey, I just like ants, they're cool. But I think there's a much better explanation, which is that like if you're really small, you need something that can, you can control, and ants, ants are pretty Small and, as fuck and organized. Yeah. It, fuck you. You love ants. The socialism yeah. commentary, I bursted out yeah. laughing. It's like, say what you want about socialism. Well, they've got a pretty good system. I'm like, <laughs> thank you, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the, well, the one thing that was missing about Hank Pym, I think, and something I really... The real, one thing? That I liked... A personality. The thing I liked in the first two movies was how upset he seemed to be just with everyone else in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Specifically yeah. around Scott. He's just like right. so Puffin fucking annoyed. And, Puffin, yeah. and whether or not the actor actually hated being in the movie or not, it carried so well because he felt like a real fucking dick. Yeah. And this one, I don't think that they knew as much what to do with him. Right. Yeah. It's more like, well, he wait, was, wait for the Ant Society. He was there to support Janet's story, I think, much more. Because he was kind of the main focal father or parent figure in both of the other two movies. So I feel like they were like, this is Michelle Pfeiffer's time to shine. But literally, the fact that the only memorable dialogue is from from him is because she wasn't you, baby. (laughs) That was tough. I feel like if your wife, who died 30 years ago, came back from the dead, you wouldn't be as angry as you had been before. That's true. Yeah, that's Yeah, he's more at peace. You know when your grandfather or your dad gets a little bit older? They used to be really dedicated to work or like, you know. Now they're saying they're they're just your grandmother returns from the grave. Yeah, Yeah, you know how your grandma crawls out of the I don't know, because... You, uh, your personality has been shaped by all these years of anger and and self loathing. And now he can relax. And he can't. You don't. It's not like a switch you shut off. Well, yeah, but, but it's if- very bizarre that Cassie and he are like, yeah, let's let's, let's let's put in a beacon to to the quantum realm. Should we consult anyone who's been to the quantum realm for, I don't know, but, three decades? But he's a daddy's girl guy. So, like, I think just like he loves Hope. <laughs> like, what I'm saying is just yeah. like he loves Hope. Yeah, basically. Too. But it's like just that he loved Hope, and now it's Cassie. Like, he didn't like Scott because Scott was... Uh-oh, new he was term for being gay just dropped. <laughs> he's daddy guy, guy, girl, girl, daddy's girl, girl guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those. See, you know, a daddy's. But girl do you know guy. what I mean? Like, there's always those like gruff. It's but, the same thing. Yeah, you're no, like, it's like my you're boss. Exactly right. Yeah. Though. That that is. And what he's he like, is. oh, Cassie loves science. I this is great. Well, they didn't even give us that. Like, you know, him having that bo- that grandfatherly bond with Cassie is because they separated the characters or right. the cast. She went with Scott, and then he went with, uh, you know, Janet and uh, and Hope. You're spot on, though, but what an easy, like, right, column of they, the three of them were together because then he could give fatherly advice to Scott about raising Cassie since he raised Hope and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, so. yeah I think they fucked that up. You hear this, yep. Kevin and <laughs> Peyton? Uh, all right, so... With Kang overthrown and the power core fixed, the Chosen-esque Ant family work to return to Earth where Scott is ambushed by Kang for a final showdown. Mm. Hope returns and they team up to send Kang into oblivion. But is something bigger on the horizon? Remember when you thought Scott was probably going to get stuck behind and die? Yes. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing happened and Or maybe nothing. just get stuck there, period, and have to find it's out. I was like, oh, they actually did that. He, I was really here's, happy. Here's why it didn't work. If they're all going through the portal, first of all, he should have just gone faster. Anyway, um, but <laughs> if he's stuck behind there. <laughs> he should have just gone faster. Gone faster. Boom. Um, if, if, he's, if they're stuck on that side and someone can come back, but we know that we can reopen the gate right away, when the fuck why ever? wouldn't they all go back to help him 
If they can just all fucking open a gate again, well, two of them Cassie don't have any powers stays back. They all go because the plot dictated it had to be. This oh, I way. know that. Yeah. That's why it is bad. A it's five bad. minute conversation can explain this away, and it's it's tough. It's a di- because I, I did I did like the rawness of the yeah, fight. Oh, it was great. And also, if you're going against Jonathan Majors, you will die. I, he will all beat your the bones. shit out of you. <laughs> exactly. He he'll will just like he'll just like you. furrow his brow. I'm like, oh, I'm in fucking yeah. trouble. And, and turned on as well. Oh, um, no. oh totally <laughs> turned on. Uh, I actually thought. Uh, this movie was gonna take a swerve and actually have Kang succeed, and I would have been very, yeah. very, very pleasantly surprised. Nope. No. I mean, oh, there's something even badder happening, and then like when you have the coda uh, with Scott, like you know, kind of doing the welcome back, Cotter, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. stroll down the street. It's like, well, what, like, what if I really fucked up? And they didn't even show us, or they didn't even give us a hint of what that is. I guess until we got the post-credit sequence. Yeah. We needed some sort of stakes. Um, I think if Hope and uh, Scott actually got stuck there, and then they just were no longer in the main Marvel I was uh, really hoping for that. That would be... We need to get rid of some of these heroes. I'm sorry. I mean, or that they're stuck down there with Kang. Oh, cool. That they, like, constantly now have to, like, be around him. But maybe they, like, take off a suit or something and try and imprison him even further. Or rebuild a society, and they become, like, de facto rulers. Yeah. I know I've been completely anti-kids in my MCU. (laughs) Yeah, anti-man-I. No. You had it fine. I know. Anti-kids, what? Um, That's what I was really hoping for, is that they would get stuck. And then it would make sense, even though she didn't fucking really learn anything this entire movie, that I'm like, oh, Cassie now being stature and stepping into yeah, a heroic she role would have to step on up. Earth makes so much more She'd sense. She'd have to grow into that role. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm anti that joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Ant-Man-Eye that joke. Can we, talk, uh, can, we, can we talk a little bit about the relationship between Scott and Kang? Because I think there was way... Sexual chemistry. Yeah. There's a lot of... They had a lot of chemistry, and I kind of wish that Kang didn't start with the stick and instead approach with a carrot. Right. I agree with I, that. It's wild how he's just like an immediate monster. Like, I think that part of the appeal, if if you're going to separate Scott and Cassie, you've got two different perspectives on how to do good and the right thing. And if Kang had done the same thing that he did at the end of Loki, where he's offering this yeah. a Faustian bargain, it could have been an interesting way to see how those two characters would have handled Agreed. a more complicated, morally gray scenario where maybe Cassie is leaning into helping more. Maybe Scott is leaning into helping more because he knows that it's the path of least resistance. And to your point, I actually think they may have gone down that road and it was a rewrite because when you had Scott coming back all grown up, all yes. big, he goes, we had a deal. I'm like, wait, what was the deal? Was where no, like yeah. they missed? I, I was you like, made a promise. You made like, a promise. I'm like, what, to kill my daughter? Like it's, I don't understand. Yeah, because his motivation no, was if his daughter. Do that, then you'd get the you'd daughter give me back. The his daughter motivation back. the entire time was his daughter, and then at the very end, he's like, "No, I need to stop him." And you're like, "When did that turn so fast?" I, I get it. Uh, if if there was actually a scene where he's like, "I promise you, yeah. I, I'll make a deal with you, whatever," and yeah. they actually have a more even playing ground than I'm threatening you and making I'm gonna you kill a subject. your daughter. Like you're it's like, not a deal, it's a threat, it's, and they're still going through it's with the, the threat. only thing you, you could, care about. Let you me could, kill your daughter. You could That's just have bad bargaining. some like part of a threat as a hint there. Like, hey, look, there's multiple ways that this can go. I need your help and I can promise you X more time with your daughter. If you don't want to help me, then we'll have to talk about what that's gonna fucking mean for you and your family. An implied threat that then becomes much more real when Agreed. he actually is like threatening his daughter's safety. Yeah. 
And then if he double crossed it and didn't do what he said, to I th- like you there, made there was a promise. Yeah, I, that I, was very weird writing. So I was like, this feels the, out of character for him. This feels out of character the for the movie. Other thing that makes it so weird writing is that it's all it's all ADR. It's all voiceover. Yes. Oh, so that they could have just had him itch. say something else. I know. What if that was because I do know that he got. I think Scott got called back. Scott, uh, Paul Rudd got called back for like some reshoots, retakes, whatever. Could you imagine if they are like, no, the really thoughtful dialogue during that scene is too much. Let's just record you screaming. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Like he didn't go in, and so they're like, we'll just take old clueless clips and stuff like that. Share. <laughs> yeah. We had a problem. It's literally the radioactive man episode of The Simpsons. It's like I really think I made this seamless. You're fired. Oh my god. Uh, well, so wrapping up, and you know. This Kang was seemingly super evil, didn't really want to have good bargaining power, and kind of just conquered through sheer fact of getting hot old women to fix his ship. What do we think about the actual Council of Kangs, which I would like to start with. This is in the comics, which I did not know after. I thought this was like a weird, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Can you guys explain about the Council of Kangs? There's just, I mean, there's there's an infinite amount of Kangs because it's it's about the multiverse. They're just all over the place. And so some of them are different different timelines. I mean, so there's like the Kang the Conqueror. There's Immortus, which Clark mentioned was a terrible rendition in this movie. The gravelliest, most horrible voice ever. Uh, There's Rama Tut, who's the uh, the pharaoh. Um, You know, there's another one as well. That was seemingly Scarlet Centurion. Oh, yeah, Scarlet Centurion. God, I forgot all about him. The one who raped Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. That's not going to happen. And and also she had her baby, but then her baby turned out to be him. Oh, that's right. I do remember that horrible comics are not confusing at all. But like the scene where they're all in the like the the bleachers, the stands, yeah. you know, all cheering. That yeah. is actually from like an Avengers comic. There's something that doesn't translate when you put on a Party City King Tut. Yeah, <laughs> it was finish. very rough. Uh, it was rough. Uh, they could have saved that for another big credit sequence. I feel like because we just got real Kang, and then we're like, then there's these other fuckers. I think it's it's fine to have like ridiculous, crazy versions of Kang. And but there's something in comics that when you see it, it's a you know it might be a panel or something, as opposed to watching a person walk around with the stupidest costume you've ever yeah. seen. Well, no, yeah, so certain costumes just don't translate, and it was to your point a very party city budget ass costume. Yeah, but all of them were. I feel like they should have only introduced um, Immortus. They can I- yeah. introduce three looking idiots at the same yeah. time. And one could, thing. And one. Have sh- they all have to take each other seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then you could have still shown the the stupid stadium of oh, all which was too. awful. That was, was the worst part. This is a lot. The, 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 the scroll the version. The sounds coming out of it was wild. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Majors was acting up a story. They're like, just do whatever. <laughs> whatever. So supposedly this do was filmed last. For him, you, you this was say. his last bit. So I'm pretty sure they're just like, do any voice. We're yeah, gonna change it next time. This do was whatever. thrown together. Yeah. You think? yeah. <laughs> the second trail, uh, second uh, post credit sequence was a lot better. I felt. yeah. So we had Loki and uh, Mobius from Loki the TV show spotting another King variant named Victor Timely in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. What'd you cool. like about it, Kalen? Uh I like the old timey feel of it, mm-hmm. and I just seeing Loki's fear. It completely sucked me back in. I was like, I'm yeah. ready for season two. There's it gave the show. stakes that the movie didn't have. <laughs> There's a textural difference in the way that people describe their fear of Kang throughout Quantumania that is not, I mean, I, it was okay. You, you know, they're worried about the fascist, but actually seeing Tom Hiddleston's acting and the fear 
is so much better at conveying the evil of this character yeah. rather than actually having to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I mean, like, Janet kind of pulled that through for most of the movie, but I think even yeah. this version of Kang is still, it was too imbalanced to actually, like, feel terrifying. Like, Thanos, I think, had always come across as a terrifying presence and very stable. I'm going to actually disagree with that. Ah. I don't think we got Thanos's actual villainy or, like, That's the true. stakes until Infinity War, because yeah. the cameo in, in Guardians of the Galaxy was terrible terrible yeah and then the little scene that we got at the end of the first avengers i was like well, well he I, smiled that made me scared yeah I was, I was just like shocked <laughs> that they were gonna bring in thanos at all i was like holy crap they're actually like they're right. doing this uh but i was really worried about thanos until infinity war yeah. um so i don't know maybe the way that they do kang will work out he, here's a stupid theory that's online um <laughs> that every villain for these next phases will be a Kang. A Kang, yeah. I kind of love that, honestly, because I think what the problem with even this one, well, no, I have a problem with like this particular Ant-Man one because I'm like, it was his iconic costume. It was kind of introduced post the He Who Remains. So I was expecting like this would be the Kang, especially like he's also the exiled Kang that was exiled by a bunch of the other Kangs. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is the majority character, but like he didn't, feel as like thought out and controlling and holistic as I expect like at least in the comics that we read Kang the Conqueror to be like obviously he's going to be like semi he's going to be too prideful so there are going to be easy ways to take him down but he didn't come across as commanding as well he was great as this character but I don't want this to be the Kang to rule them all I guess when they get into like some of the more crossover stuff for phase you, you know the end of this you want a wacky it. one <laughs> no, wacky inflatable well, I certainly don't want any of the three that were at this post-credit sequence because that's like I appreciate that those are like iconic views or images of Kang, but I'm like all these characters are gonna look like fucking ass on screen the entire time they're on it. I have hope that they will. They'll uh, fix it, they'll fix it. Yeah, again. Fix the visual. At Thanos, least. when you see him in Guardians of the Galaxy, he looks chintzy. Yeah, as that's fuck. fair. Yeah. Well, to wrap us up, we do have uh, a game called Bigger Than a Breadbox. Oh. I am going to tell you we're either going to be you growing. Don't want, you don't want to go with my name? What was yours? Giant tits. <laughs> oh, God. Well, we just crowdsourced. It sounds like that's the winner. Welcome to Giant Tits. Uh, I'm going to give you a grow or shrink uh, verb, and then you're going to tell me, you're going to pick one of the two things. Uh, whether you want them to grow or shrink, so like, and you have I to choose want one. Them bigger or smaller? Yeah, so like okay. easy, easy toss away. Grow. You have to choose your biceps or your thighs. Grow my, my biceps. Own, not, do you mean yeah, anybody's? No, your own. Everyone's yeah, simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Mandela verse. Everyone, you pick one, and everyone's biceps. <laughs> my biceps. Biceps. I think my thighs, thighs are fine enough, so I'll say biceps. biceps. I, I need thighs. Yeah, thighs. I don't need either. <laughs> biceps. <laughs> you I guess. Got yeah, probably more of a bite. But like, also keep in mind, like they would grow to like Ant Man size proportions. So you're not gonna look sexy. Or you're gonna look like ridiculous. So you look like an ant. No, no, no. Like, gi like when you grow so them, they're, like, they're gonna be like giant. When you're giant 30 biceps. feet tall. Hey, but, like, we had a deal, Adam. <laughs> so we had a deal. But only your biceps. Like, these are, these are supposed to be Sophie's people. choices. They're not supposed to be like, oh, that seems like a fun <laughs> That's thing. That's awful. To have. What? All right, shrink. Uh, your ears or your nipples? Nipples. <laughs> my ears are already too small. Um, my nipples, I guess. I'll my ears, ears, probably. Yeah. yeah, your ears definitely. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'd probably. I go. I do biceps and I do ears. Can I shrink one of Ryan's nipples? And make <laughs> <laughs> one of his ears. I'm into it. <laughs> so grow a big toe or a thumb, and just one of them, not both of them. Toe, you can hide it. 
in yeah. a shoe? No, what kind of no, shoes do you have to buy? Ant Man sizing thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my thumb, so I can go hitchhiking. You won't be able to pick your thumb up. I guess you got big biceps now. Yeah, you? there you go. See? <laughs> it's all working out. I, you know, I need a big thumb for my big ear. Yeah, it would, it ears. would have to be my left hand because you're right. Like, I write with you my don't right get to hand. Choose. But I know I don't. I <laughs> all right. For jerking off. All right. You have to choose this. Now we're, choose now this we're getting into now we're getting into the real world. Shrink. Eyes of your penis. <laughs> eyes? No. <laughs> but then you couldn't see. People, well... I, I imagine cute. you have like little pinpoint like <laughs> oh like 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 little <laughs> orphan Annie yeah, yeah, baby, baby you could have no eyes and if you have a penis it's fine you know what I mean <laughs> yeah Daredevil it's going to Ant-Man level well I'll, yeah I'll pick shrink the penis it's not gonna get any smaller <laughs> <laughs> wow uh, grow head or waist head you break your entire body though what, what do you, want? you are already dead you are dead every single thing you just said you're just a fucking corpse yeah, well, what is my you waist gonna move. do like, like no, now no, I can't even get through doors this has been spine yeah. rib cage <laughs> your arm is so big you, you crap break your body I guess yeah. waist cause I love that aggressive pear shape <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanna, I wanna, I'll do head so I can be uh, stretched Modoc. <laughs> alright but I need to be CGI and then finally shrink this movie's runtime are all scenes from the movie that didn't involve Kang the latter? The latter. Yeah. I think this movie could have been four hours long. <laughs> I think it could have gone longer. I yeah. think you could have made a lot I more stuff. Yeah. Well, we identified 20 scenes that seemingly were cut out of the movie that could have made it a much yeah, better. Yeah, including a shirtless scene with Scott Lang. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about the shirtlessness. All right. So apparently uh, Paul Rudd said that like some shirtless scenes of him were cut out. Mm -hmm. So we put out a uh, poll on Twitter you know, saying, how homophobic is this? Like very extremely. I'm calling the uh, ACLU. Um, <laughs> and, and you guys got uh, back to us in what we say. The ACLU is being called. <laughs> <laughs> it, Did you um, know that, that he was supposed to be shirtless in that pizza scene? Really? No. No. It could have oh, yeah. been. Like, <laughs> he just can't they his, CGI'd he just, on He just takes off his clothes in the middle he, of his, he, his he, They grow his nipples. Pizza. They grow like, like. I would have taken a shirtless Michael Douglas. Like, give us a shirtless anything in this it's, What's movie. even sadder is. <laughs> they're all supposed, supposed to be shirtless. Eating <laughs> 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 pizza like a good family. They're all calling him a piece of shit at dinner. And then they're all. All of them. Michelle Pfeiffer, Gentora, all of them are supposed to be shirtless. Not yet been introduced, but she's there. I will say, no, I have a. No, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I would have appreciated the final like welcome back sequence when they like sit down for dinner. Everyone, including the people from the quantum realm, are also there. So like Gentora, the Pixar lamp, like they're all just sitting at this dinner <laughs> the table. The dead Pixar lamp, his corpse is at the dinner and, table. And Janet's well, second bad wig. Or not Janet. Uh, oh, Hope's, that's the worst fucking wig in the Hope's, movie. I was like, first, like, who is that woman? I was like, oh my God, it's Hope. What is that? It was, what was that bad wig? wig. Shrink that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about we grow this podcast? Oh, gosh. Well, I think we're coming to the end. Any other yeah. thoughts on this movie? We didn't really say it other than someone mentioned broccoli people for a second. Oh, oh yes. This is Since we're an X-Men podcast. <laughs> 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 Thank the you, Clark. thing about it. Yeah, the yes. Davari are here finally. Yeah. And I can't wait for their entire planet to die. And also, <laughs> and also they're pretty horny, too. They just yeah. hit yeah. on. They wanted to bang. They want to get yeah, some uh, jailbait. So girls. they're probably an example of an exile, right? Because, like, right. They wouldn't, I would hope they would introduce that as an Easter egg to basically be like, no, they live in the quantum realm versus yeah. there's a planet well, we of, them one of them somewhere. So yeah, maybe, maybe Jean Grey will destroy the quantum realm in this movie. Hopefully, what fine. if? Yeah. Fine. Oh my gosh. What I if, uh, think we need to have some term for the expectation setting because I feel like this coming out of this, it was like a flip for you guys and me on 
Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> I was looking forward to that so much, and mm-hmm. then it was so terrible that I hated it. Yeah. This, I had baseline expectations, and so and when all the it. stupid stuff starts happening, in my view, it was like, oh, this is kind of campy, and I wish that the Ant-Man movies leaned more into that style it's of humor. Yeah. So I had very low expectations for it for this, and it still like didn't <laughs> even get, I didn't even get close to it. Same. I had a good time watching it. Don't get me wrong; the five of us plus our friend Alex, like just laughing at the stupidity. I had a great time, but this is not a good movie. Correct. Yeah, it's it like is, a midnight it, movie. Yeah. It, it is, it, and like for something that is part of a universe that I have grown to love over the last fourteen, fifteen years. Like, this should have been better. This is the kickoff of Phase 5, and it was like an MST3K movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jeff Loveness, who wrote this, is also going to be writing Avengers Kang Dynasty. Maybe he'll just write the Kang parts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, to be be fair to him, the Kang Kang writing was like, everything worked for time. Like, him as an actor, the writing of the character, like, all of that did work. I just, yeah. Whatever he thought was happening around everything else, he needs to throw that out the window. Also, a odd about this relative to most of the other films is that most of the other films have at least two writers and this is one of the few ones that's a good point that only has one and then uh kevin feige basically said this was going to be a (laughs) infinity war-esque endgame-esque type movie and that's the first time we're doing it for ant-man i have never felt uh that the like we needed the russo brothers more than this it's like because like that's the reason why so much of like phase two and three worked of mcu is them them ryan coogler other directors but like not having the Russo brothers is a real loss. To I also Marvel. do wonder how much of that was like a marketing push through because this was the first movie that was really bringing Kang into the universe. Because I know Peyton Reed, when he did interviews, was also being like, I wanted to do a serious Ant-Man movie, make him that hero, make him this. And I think that's why it was so tonally imbalanced because there was so much of the comedy elements that people seemed to enjoy from the first two Ant-Man. But I don't think they... I don't. Th- I have to go look, but I don't think the Ant Man did as well performance wise for money and otherwise. So I feel like I Ant-Man wonder how Ant Man did really well, but better than like some of those like mega hits because I'm oh, just no. like that's why I just wonder <laughs> well, like you just described mega hits, but yeah. What, were they trying to bring? I just wonder like from the marketing message, were they trying to bring more of that? Like this is not a movie because like a lot of the Ant Mans were always filling in or like capping off certain things so i wonder how much of that was a push because it just wasn't showing like I, well the I agree irony is the first two anime movies do so much great work setting up stuff like the first one set up civil war yeah and then the second one set up Endgame. yeah uh, you know i mean uh, like scott lang is pivotal to to like the resolution of Endgame or like the heroes winning yeah and so like it needs and those movies rat. to set it up and so you didn't have to overhype this you didn't have to make yeah. this as like totally different to your point adam it could have still been very much an ant-man movie of you know the same cloth as the first two and still done the important the work of setting up. it up for phase five and phase six it definitely felt like i think i said this before so i'm sure you're all tired of hearing it but for our listeners it definitely felt like a special like a free comic book day like number zero like something that was just that's a great comparison a kickoff which i love it's but a I'm preview like, for something better. right like why did I, pay, I you know send me the send this to me for free give me that movie for free kind of thing versus like this movie didn't really make me feel anything. Make, it a, make an Ant-Man holiday special. Exactly. You know, we might be an X-Men podcast, but at least we'll die an Avengers podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's it for us. You can find Homo Superior on Twitter at Homo Superior X and on Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. 
watch this movie, laugh along with it, and then forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> and rate, rate and review us, please. And um, if you just want to subscribe button, just give us five stars. You, you, if you just want to write Gentora on there, that's <laughs> yeah. all. That's, we'll we'll know it. you listen to this podcast. Yeah. We'll know you listen to this podcast. <laughs> that's your promo code, right, Gentora? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. See, sorry. Promo code to what? <laughs> to writing a review for, uh, for meeting us in person. Yeah. There you go. We love you guys. Goodbye, little homos. Bye. Bye. Bye.